Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Those Who Hope podcast. It's so great to have you back with us. And I'm really excited because, as you can see, today we have a very special guest. Ooh. I should have actually checked. I'm going to pronounce your name right before I introduce on, you. But try. I'll try. Anna Unwin. That is correct. Woo, Anna Unwin. That's good. That's a relief. That's a relief. So, go. Anna, it's so good to have you on the podcast. Oh, Thank I'm... you so much for coming along. Well, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really excited too. And also, you can do a little plug here because I've been taking inspiration from your very own podcast would you like to tell us a bit about it that is true so I um have a podcast we were sort of like going through the like struggles of like oh how do you how do you sync up the audio and this yeah because I um love doing this bit I love the chat mm -hmm. I love but the actual like editing and all that bit is just not my bag but it's a struggle um, it is a struggle yeah um but I have a podcast with my friend Alice Alice Hour and it's called Unplugged mm -hmm. and it's um basically the tag is what do so Alice is a um, an artist she's a singer songwriter and I obviously am a performer so it's like what gets talked about when the microphone is unplugged that's I love the tag. That. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone wants to know. Everyone wants to know. So yeah. so that's, yeah. But. Oh, I love it. And yeah, I have listened to a few episodes so far and I just really, really enjoy it. And oh, it's, good. Yeah, I was on the way back from my holiday listening to it, chuckling to myself. <laughs> Do you ever get that when you're listening to a podcast somewhere and you're like in public and you're like, don't laugh out and loud. And then you start laughing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. A hundred percent. I think actually... Even songs, sometimes like, I'll be listening to something really mm. sad and I like really like well up and people are like, are you okay? Aww. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes I don't like listening to it back. I find sometimes I cringe at stuff that I say and mm. I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear that back. But um, yeah, it's always the way. It'd be the bits <laughs> no one else would notice yeah, and you're just yeah. like, ah, I cringe. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned that you're a performer. So yes. would you like to tell us a bit more? Who are you? What do you do? Yeah, so I um oh... Yeah, so at the minute, um, I am on tour, which is fun. It's my first ever tour um, in a show called I Should Be So Lucky. Lucky, 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 I should be so... so um, How can you not sing along yeah, to that? Yeah, so like, so, and it is funny because the show I did before this one was like very quite sad serious very like really truthful acting and what show and was that that was called aspects of love mm -hmm. which is um an andrew lloyd webber show it was my west end debut Woo! which was amazing and i'm sure we'll talk about that later because it was such an amazing story of how that came about but it was like honestly most nights i would like cry or i'd like end wow. really sad mm -hmm. and this one is like yay and yes. everyone's like jazz hands and like it's so much fun and like Aww. just super cheesy and didn't kylie come to one of your rehearsals <laughs> yes, kylie did. minogue herself <laughs> was like really hard working and like really like her work ethic was amazing and she was Aww. like she was lovely oh that's amazing um, yeah how mad oh, <laughs> my my favorite thing about Kylie is that she's like OG neighbors I used yeah, to love watching neighbors yeah that's like that was my guilty pleasure oh my I actually goodness. went to Australia my mug is um thing from Australia but anyway I went there um twice but one time when I went there I did the neighbors tour twice oh because there was goodness. one where you could like meet someone from the cast and then there was and see the set I think it was and there was another one where you could go to Ramsey Street and I was like I can't choose between the two I've got to do both so, so did, yeah that's the neighbors tour I I did and I I went to the set where Kylie used to be the mechanic and I like laid underneath <laughs> the car like she used to do <laughs> so you know wow. Kylie if you're watching this yeah big love I can't believe I don't know many people like our age who are that into neighbours that's yeah. quite niche yeah it's very niche yeah <laughs> 
I used to come home from school and watch it with my mum. My mum would be watching it. And then I literally was obsessed for years. Yeah. Yeah. I won't go go any further, like, telling you about that. Because, yeah, I might. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Such fun. So um, your background then. So did you go to drama school? And how did you end up on the West End stage? Yeah. So I, I always say, like... I feel like I came out the wombs like doing jazz hands. Like I, I feel like that. genuinely it was put it, that in a quote. Yeah. <laughs> I literally from like day dot, I was like the little performer of the family. Um and I just love it. I loved music, I loved dancing, and I especially acting, like I really like loved it. I always tell the story of when my mum like ran the church nativity, oh. I was like in the background, like as a shepherd, and I was like hating the fact that I wasn't like in the limelight. Oh, and so like age three, I remember walk. I well, I don't actually remember. I remember being told like I walked to the front of the stage with my sheep, such a little <laughs> crazy child, and I like ripped the sheep's leg off, and I was like, look everybody, <laughs> woo! And like I just completely just stopped. to like add some drama. Yeah, and poor baby Jesus is being <laughs> born, and like Mary's holding, and I was like, woo! So um, I do think I luckily, hopefully have now used that gift to, you know, tell more people about Jesus instead of stealing the limelight from him. (laughs) But but I think from then, like, I I really, like, that was all I wanted to do. And then I, like, went to my local ballet school and I went to, like, a musical theatre school called Funky Studios, which was, like, in my little town. And then I, I just always knew, like, I really wanted to be on the West End Mm. and I was like to get that I need to go to drama school so that was the goal that was like when I was 18 I was like determined to Mm. go to drama school and um and yeah it was I think I sometimes say like I don't know if it was just naivety like I think I compared to some of my peers Mm. at Arts Ed which was the school I went to I think I had a lot of like drive and passion and like determination not much skill like when I started I think I had like all the passion and none of the actual like skill but I think that's kind of what it's there for you know yes, like, you, like the potential yeah. I think I did you say on one of your podcasts actually that you you only knew like the really mainstream musicals yeah. and, and yeah. I was like that was literally me when yeah, I, I went really? to Italia Conti and I started when I was 16 yeah. and I was like yeah I know musical theatre and then I was like lame is yeah. uh, you know that is it <laughs> literally yeah. they said like what would be your dream role and as you, I think you're supposed to come up with something quite niche. <laughs> and I was like, Glinda in Wicked. Oh, um, yeah. Well, who doesn't? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so so I went to the audition. And I remember <laughs> I in the dance round, I don't know if they did this at Italia Conti, but the audition, like especially the dance round, they just teach it so quickly mm. to see like almost what happens if, if you don't know it. Like So mm. I think out of like the 50 girls in my little round... There, no one got the dance completely. Mm. <clears throat> but I think they kind of maybe do that on purpose to see to like see. what you do yeah. when you don't get it. And I'm like super dyslexic and dyspraxic and I'm rubbish at like picking up dance routines. So I remember, I literally remember the first move. Obviously this is a podcast so you might not be able to see. But it was like hand, hand, <laughs> hand, look up. Hand, <laughs> hand, hand, look up. And that was like the first move. And I was like, okay, I've got that. That's yeah. fine. And then there was like a minute of like chenets and pirouettes oh and leaps. Goodness. And I just genuinely, when it was my turn, <laughs> I remember thinking, God, I've no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and and I just put my head down. And I, I genuinely felt like probably 
so strong. Like, you know, the times in your life where you're like, God, I just felt God's presence so strongly. Mm, and wow. I, I did. So I did head, hand, hand, head. And I was like, ah, and then hand, 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 head. And then honestly, for that the, was a big, like, musical theatre jazz oh, face yeah, right there really for anyone big. that's listening. Um, and <clears throat> I genuinely think from for the next minute, I literally just ran around. I like I did a bit that. of shimmying. I like did some poses. And because I had so much confidence, the other girls in my group thought I knew it. And so they yeah. started trying to copy me. No. And I was just, I mean, it was an absolute shambles. And I remember just finishing with my arms spread out wide, like right in front of the panel with a massive <laughs> smile. And the head of dance, um, or the ballet teacher at Art said at the time, he literally called out my number and he was like, number 53 or whatever. He was like, what the beep <laughs> was that? And I was like... <laughs> and then he said but you know i'll remember you yeah I was like, oh so i so i um yeah so god was really good at that moment i didn't do anything right but obviously i love that go. story because you know what that is that is freedom in creativity yeah, yes which is what god gives us and i think we, we might get onto this later but i feel like from being at drama school there were some things about it that was great but some things that got me so stuck in my yeah. head because yeah. you're so obsessed with like getting a technique right yeah. and getting it right 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 all the time and what even is right or wrong in creativity yeah. you know and I've been working a lot recently on just doing it for the love of being creative and, so and not to tick a box or to get it right and I like when you were describing that story I saw the performance and I was <laughs> in the audience and what audience member doesn't want to see that yeah. you know yeah it's so true actually <laughs> I think that's that is true and I think in musical theatre especially we can I don't know about you, but I was very good at doing the things that people told me to do. Mm -hmm. And when it and, it and if it was ever like, oh, now you create something, I'd be like, uh, uh, me, mm -hmm. like what? I, I can, I'm, I do what you tell me. I'm not very good at actually doing my own thing. Do you know what I mean? So it's yes. a really good thing to to learn and be able to have that freedom to be like, actually, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Yeah, you know? and you got in, so and it, I got in, which work. is which is amazing. Yeah. I remember like getting that letter through the door, and I knew oh. it was at home. Um, one of my friends who I met on the day had texted me saying I got my letter and mm. I didn't get in. So I I knew like mm. it was waiting for me at home and I ran into my house and I opened the letter and it was like, you know, Billy Elliot, like it yes. was that moment I was in the kitchen and I just remember reading congratulations and I just screamed. I was Aww. so happy. I'm like, I was crying. My mum was crying. My dad was crying. Like um, it was like, do you know it is a special moment when you get in like, yeah, yeah that and that's so it's so nice to talk about this because I'm remembering my audition yeah. and when I found out and yeah I haven't thought about it for so long Aww. but yeah it's so moment. special what, did, did yeah. you was it a letter or was it an email yeah it was or? a letter actually Aww. yeah and I remember getting it and I, I'm literally jumping up and down yeah. screaming as well and like I remember literally I've just had this memory come to me from like 2016 I completely yeah. forgot of doing my like dance solo in the audition and I was literally singing like as I was doing it I remember you know when you're like performing and suddenly you stop in your head you're like what am I doing because you're yeah. so swept up in the moment yeah. and I remember like mouthing along to the words because I was you just try and give that confidence give don't yeah. you yeah well again so it funny. Worked. well it there we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you've spoken a little bit about your faith that um you know you was praying to God in that audition yeah, even yeah. that's the story in itself would you like to tell us a little bit about your faith have you been a Christian for a long time or yeah I think um yeah so I genuinely um don't remember becoming a christian like mm -hmm. I, and i and i and also i think i always 
really loved God. Like mm. I, I always knew him and he, as a five-year-old, it was like in a five-year-old kind of way. As a 10-year-old, it was in a, like a 10-year-old kind of way. And I genuinely um, really loved God. And, and um, I had... Yeah, like a few ups and downs in in my early life, um, and I feel like my childhood, in some ways, like on the surface, was like it was like pretty easy and cushy, and and so when I was twelve, like my mum got quite ill, and it was the first time I was like, what? Life mm. isn't perfect. What do you mean? Like, and and so you sort of go through that, but God was really good and gave me a a, a really stable, um, sort of, sort of yeah like set up with him and so when I left for arts ed at 18 like I think through sixth form I, I went off to college and I joined the Christian union at my college and I met all these Christians like from all these different churches and I, I made some really good friends who had a really strong faith and that was that was really like challenging and encouraging to me and I think to be honest like having I almost think God was just pouring in so much investment to me in from like that sort of 16 to 18 because when I did go off to arts ed I think it was so hard mm. and I and my faith I did not really my faith had um a huge wobble but my identity and like who I was mm. I took a massive a massive like dip and actually genuinely like if I didn't have my faith and if I didn't have God I I don't know yeah, I don't know what I would have done. Um, mm. Yeah, so so actually I think that those early years of like knowing God and walking with him was really helpful because I think it was a bit like a flipping train like came and crashed mm. into me and, and actually without my faith, I, I genuinely without God, I don't I don't think I'd be here. So I don't mm. want to be dramatic, but I, yeah, I, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, like when you when you said that about identity and stuff like that and I think so many of us can struggle with that and if you haven't got God to look, look to what do you look to to say yeah. who you are and I think a lot of us um, look to our identity as our title within a family mm. whether, or our mm. relationship status or our career and I think for performers it's it sometimes particularly hard I guess because sometimes it feels so personal what you do because yeah. Yeah. you're using your own voice to sing you're using your own yeah. body to act and you know and and dance and I think sometimes if you're being critiqued on that all the time it can feel like it's you that's being critiqued and yeah. it's really difficult and also with work and you don't you don't always you're not always in the same job yeah, forever most yeah. actors aren't and um to not be defined by that and that's a really hard balance and even at the start of this podcast I said to you who are you what do you do and yeah. even in my head I was thinking I don't mean what do what, you do yeah, who are because yeah. that's not who you yeah, are yeah. um but we do it in the world don't we and um yeah so did you find that what would you say to someone who says how can God say who you are yeah you know? it's it's so true and I think that is actually one of the reasons I struggled was and this is when do you know testimony is so important isn't it because mm -hmm. people who had like I always say oh I had I had such a lovely I had a mum and a dad I'm so lucky that I had a mum and dad they both Christians they both loved me and actually you know in some ways, you know, that's, a, that's an amazing thing. But actually, if your identity isn't in God, even mm -hmm. if it's in other good stuff, you're still going to come a cropper. And I think I, before I was 18, you know, I was I was quite academically mm -hmm. okay. I got into drama school first year, you know, I had, 
I think a lot of my identity was in how I looked and being good and mm. being really well behaved and being a really good Christian who never made any mistakes. Mm. And I was, you know, a, a, quite a big fish in a very small pond. Mm. And so when I arrived at Arts Ed, I think I was suddenly in a in a year group of people who were all talented mm. and all pretty and all funny and all the extrovert crazy one. And suddenly you're like, oh, well, well, who am I then? If I'm yeah. not the funniest, I'm not the prettiest, I'm not the this, I'm not the that, then I, who, what am I? Like, who mm. am I? And I think I, over the three years, just really struggled with, with who who am I? If if so much of my identity was caught up in success and what I was doing and um, my talent and, and, and that sort of stuff. And so then when someone says, oh, actually, that note was a bit flat or, mm-hmm. oh, actually, you're not very good at ballet, you're like like the yeah. the floor like just goes from beneath yeah. you and actually you know it's such a hard industry like mm-hmm. um because we were talking about the, that first year out of drama school I remember going uh-huh. for maybe two auditions a week and like it's like every day you're like mom I've just got through to Sharon Osbourne's house in X Factor like you've yeah, got, the, you've yes, got dream. yeah this is my dream role oh my goodness I'm gonna be in the West End. I'm gonna and then the next day oh, sorry, didn't get it. And it's like, up, down, up, down, Mm. up. And And it's all the work that goes into that that's not seen, you know, like the days of preparation and, yeah. Yeah, and and also because, you know, they say, oh, do do you invest? Do you really invest in, okay, Mm. I really want to play Anna in Frozen, so I'm going to really work and I'm going to watch the film five times and I'm going to learn the thing. Or do you think, actually, no, I might not get it, so I'm going to... Yeah, how do you do it? It's so tricky. And Mm. so when people say to me, oh, don't worry, like, it gets easier. I'm like, I think you're lying. I don't think it gets easier. I think being rejected and not getting the job is really hard. Mm. And I think one mistake that I made as a Christian, actually, is being like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Mm. I didn't, you know, I did seven rounds for this job that I really wanted and I didn't get it, but it's fine because I trust God. And it's like, actually, if you read like the Psalms mm-hmm. or like Lamentations, like it's okay to be sad. It's yes. actually okay to mourn stuff and feel stuff and have emotions and get upset. Mm. And then, you know, often the Psalms are like, wee, wee, my life is rubbish, this is terrible. <laughs> and then at the end it's like, but I know God is good. Yes. You know, but you yep. have to almost do the way, way, way bit yeah. first. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yes, um, I love that. And I think that's so important. And I think it's so important for us to have conversations like this and be real because yeah, yeah. this is the podcast that I needed to listen to when I was, I have a first year out of drama school yeah. when I was at drama school yeah. and completely relate to that about feeling like such a big, what is it? Small fish in a big, big, big pond. Yeah. Big, big fish in a small pond. Yes. Yeah. There go. <laughs> Whichever way. <laughs> or or um, the other way. Or small fish in a big... Yeah. 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 But um, absolutely, like, I completely relate to that on so many levels. And it is... And I I think I've been through a lot of um, different things with my mental health. And what I realised with speaking about things as a Christian mm. is that God does want our honesty, like yeah. you say. Yeah. And the Psalms have been such a good example to me yeah. of that as well, of that Jesus just wants us to be honest mm. and to, to uh, if we're going to go to anyone, let's go to him first and say, God, what is going yeah. on? Like yeah. we need that. And to be able to talk to other people too, of course. But um, yeah, God isn't, isn't afraid of our honesty yeah. for sure. And I think actually one thing I've also found with, you know, Christians and my friends who aren't Christians and, but actually being like, oh, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's great. I think I 
subconsciously or not, always was like, I'm fine. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. I don't, I'm fine. I'm happy. And actually, it's not bad to be a happy, positive person, but I think letting yourself and be sad is okay and yeah. actually it's quite healthy and actually I, I do think then if you're honest with other people people feel like they can be honest back and that's something I'm definitely still working on and and actually like now because when I meet people now and you know that's another thing I'm I'm so glad um and I, yeah I'm so glad that I I didn't go straight from drama school mm-hmm. into an amazing job because actually those sort of like four years of like, honestly, the hardest four years of my life. Mm. Now when people go, oh, you're in aspects of love or you'll do this. I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. It's so like, thank you, God. But I absolutely know what it's like when Mm. it's like, oh, oh, so you've not, you've not got any of those auditions that you've been auditioning for. for, Do you know? And it it can so become your identity. And it's like, actually you're worth the same. I am worth the same to God, whether I'm unemployed, whether I'm starring in the West End, whether, you know, you're yep. worth the same it amount. It doesn't change who you are yeah. or what your worth is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that is so good. It's so good to hear that because there might be people listening who are in that place of they've been working so hard for so long mm. and they're not seeing any jobs come through. They're not seeing the success. And um, we were speaking about, about this earlier, but I had this year out of drama school where it was probably... I've had other years that were very hard. So it's hard to pick which one was the hardest. Yeah. But it was a very hard year. Yeah. And um, like, you know, lots of tears, lots of struggles. Mm. And I remember just being like, I have to cling to Jesus here. I have to, you know, I have to. I think I've I've heard this uh, quote recently that was, if you're hanging on by a thread, make sure it's the hem of his garment. You know, oh, like clinging wow. on to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, can, I can see there's someone in our audience over here going like this. <laughs> Um, yeah (laughs) studio audience (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that really has spoken to me and I think that's what I was doing in that year I was just like I've got to cling to him Mm. and um, I really saw in clear ways eventually after a lot of struggling and a lot of being like David in the Psalms what's going on of how God really worked it out but um, yeah I just I just think that that honesty is so important and also I am glad too that I've had that to be able to say to people the point isn't the success and um, I share my testimony at some concerts that I do and I've started sharing this story about how because I started doing these concerts while I was in the middle of that struggle Mm. and now I'm kind of through that particular struggle and and I share saying about how God brought me out of it and the whole story but I say the point isn't that I'm telling you now the success that's come out of that it's the point that God was there through the whole yeah. time. Like even in the the lowest lows and the highest highs, God is there. And I always say, um, whether I'm in the West End, South End, or at my wits end, that's my thing. I love like God's that. there. <laughs> yeah. God is with us. Yeah. And, and I think there's some things, genuinely, I, I think I've found that you can only learn mm-hmm. when you're in a really rubbish place. Like mm. there's, And I think um, what I was gonna say with my my, with my sort of story is I think I always loved God I always liked God Mm -hmm. I always believed in God but it wasn't until probably yeah so a couple of years ago where I was like oh I actually oh I actually need God like Mm -hmm. I actually oh oh I, I actually can't do this I think it was the first time in my life where I'd been like oh I can't Anna can't do this I I need to like actually rely on God. And I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that I, 
it, I mean, it took me a long time, but I, at like 22, 23, I came to that place where I was like, God, I, I need to completely 100% surrender to you because I'm trying to do this on my own and it, it's just not, it's not working out, to be yeah. honest. Um, and I think the only way to get to that place was being in a really rubbish yeah. place and having to actually reach out um, and get God's help. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So, absolutely. And so what did that look like for you being in that place and then finding God through it and, and getting out of that, if that makes yeah, sense? Yeah, like... so, um, so it's a bit of a long story, but I, I think you'll probably understand this. I think, you know, there's many factors that sort of led to I had a, a real like low point in my life I think it probably started I'm not joking the day I got into arts ed I remember saying um I think someone even said to me like oh I, I like I went to McDonald's and someone was like oh that'll be the last time you ever get to eat one of them uh-huh. and this whole idea like you know we it's it's I think it probably used to be worse but I think it still absolutely goes on today and it's just more subtle but this whole idea of like body image what mm-hmm. you should look like what you should be eating what you should do da, da, da. and I think that just really slowly over from 18 through drama school just like really drip fed into my life and just again really subtly like developed a really unhealthy relationship with like food exercise and my body and again I just totally was like I'm fine everything's fine everything's great and I didn't let that like I I never really I never really addressed it as an Mm. issue to be honest and um you know I think I am really passionate about now I I think about so many things in our society about you know what people should look like or what Mm. you know what does health look like and it yeah I think I idolized like success and I idolized looking really successful and being perfect I really wanted to be perfect in every area of my life including you know what my body looked like and um when I I had a year out so that first that first year Mm. I like oh it was terrible I just had some so many terrible auditions and like almost and nearlies and like and then something that happened like ah it's finally made it and then lockdown happened so I didn't get oh that gosh, job and it was yeah. just it was just really hard and I think lockdown came and that was really hard and then um yeah just just not feeling in control of mm-hmm. my own life I think I'd handed over the control to audition panels and producers and casting directors and I think um I yeah it's I, I can't even really understand how or why it happened, but um, I got to a point. I think it was a, a perfectionism thing. I think it was a control thing, but I really slowly and subtly developed an eating disorder when I was. Um, I mean, I think it it was it took a long time, but it ca- kind of came to a head, and honestly, it was the weirdest thing and I think I was listening to so many lies Mm. from the end from so many lies about who I was who God was what 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 success looked like how to you know um I don't know how to cope how like it was like a coping strategy if you're not very good at voicing your emotions and actually being sad then I think I just used this as a bit of a coping strategy and I remember 
like people would be like are you okay and I was like I'm fine I'm fine I'm great and, and you've got I, such a smiley yeah. face that it's very easy to believe <laughs> I, yeah and but, I genuinely believed and I told myself and this lie was like you're fine you, no this is good this is really good and you know the saddest thing I was I became I mean I became really ill like mm. like unbelievably ill and I remember going to an audition and I was like severely underweight and <laughs> I had to sit down because I got so dizzy and mm. two girls from my year at drama school were like, you look amazing. Wow. And I just think, isn't it sad? Yes. Isn't it so sad that like, it's such an evil thing that like I was so ill and so unhealthy and people were like, that is great. This is mm. what, this is what we are striving for. And I'm, I'm really glad. I think the industry is kind of changing in that direction in that like, we're not always idolizing these like this sort of idea of health that's fake but anyway um so I just got it, got it just got really bad really bad really bad and I was in such a bad place and I remember again I was like Jesus I don't know what's going on and I I'd, honestly my brain was like completely in a, I was in a right tears in in every sense of the word physically mentally it was just honestly such a dark place and praise God I had people around me like honestly hmm. I was in such denial. I didn't want help. I didn't think I needed help. I didn't believe I was ill at all. And praise God, like I had so many amazing Christians around me mm. who like even supernaturally mm. knew the right thing to say and, and the right way to help. And eventually I, I went to like really against my will. I went to the doctor and I went to the, I got referred and, I remember like little perfect Anna who'd never made any mistakes and everything was great. I remember the doctor saying to me, you're anorexic. And I was like, like in my whole life crash. And I was like, how have I let this happen? This is terrible. Mm. And actually it was the first time in my life. I remember leaving there and being like, I, I, it's so weird. It's like, it doesn't feel like it was me, but I remember leaving and thinking genuinely, I would rather die than put on weight. Mm. And I just think that is so evil. It's so, it's such a weird, evil disease and illness. And I remember thinking I would rather, I would rather die. Like I can't, mm. I, crazy. And I remember that was the first time I thought, I, I remember um, ringing my mom and telling her and she was like, and I was just so ashamed. I was so embarrassed and like felt so guilty. And I said, I, I actually can't do this. Like, I actually don't think I can, like, I need to like recover. And I was like, I know I need to, and I know I want to, but I actually can't. Mm -hmm. And she said, Anna, that's okay, because God can. Mm. And I just remember that was the, f like, I genuinely was like, God, there is no way, I have no hope in ever getting better. I cannot ever picture myself getting over this. And I... I, I don't want to. I was like, I, I can't. I, I actually can't. And I remember saying, God, you need to do something because I, mm. I can't do it myself. And honestly, when I say like miracle, like I I was so weak. I had no like, like I really didn't even want to. Like I had no mm. like want to get better. I knew I needed to, but I, I was so scared. I was so scared. And honestly, over the next like year, 
like recovering from that was like the hardest thing I've ever had to do it was like mm-hmm. terrible it was like it's quite like for anyone who's been through it it's a lot more complex than being like like I remember my brother once was like can you not just eat more and I was like yeah, it's not that simple really <laughs> yeah, I wish do you know what I mean and and actually for anyone who's been through that like it is terrible like I absolutely Mm. would not wish that on my worst enemy it's like the worst thing ever but that year it was like such an up and down journey it was so horrible it was so hard it was so painful but like I had God honestly like put so many people in place like Mm. even even the craziest thing like I finally got help um I, I, some amazing Christians like helped fund like some therapy for me because I wow, just needed so much amazing. which was amazing and then when I finally got NHS help the lady I had was a Christian wow. and she was like it was just amazing wow. like how God had orchestrated it and he I think the beauty is you know there's a verse that says he can use all things mm-hmm. all things for the good of those who love him and I think you know what the enemy meant for really evil he's mm. came to kill steal and destroy and mm. i tell you what he i almost he almost did all of those things mm. but actually like god didn't just heal me yeah okay great you're healed he actually like used it mm. to teach me like actually anna your identity is not in how successful you are it's not in what you look like it's not in how talented you are it's not whether you're working in the west end your identity is in is in me mm. and he just like tore away some of these lies that I'd built my life upon. And I think I almost have this picture of like, I had this like lovely, cute little terrace house that was like perfect Mm. and it looked really nice. And I felt like God said, I want to build you like an estate. And the only way we can do that is by ripping everything to the ground and starting again. And so I felt like literally the foundations were like ripped from beneath me. But if it hadn't have been, I would never have been able to really know who God was and mm. really know who I was. And sorry, I've been rambling for ages, but no, this I just, is great. honestly, really I have to like, and, and actually now, you know, before I'd be like, yeah, God, I love you. Woo, you're great. But now, like when I, when I sing and, you know, in church, we mm. sing like, um, there's a bit in one of my favorite like hymns is, you know the song that goes before the throne of god mm. above there's a bit that goes when satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within upwards i look and see him there who made an end to all my sin mm. and because the sinless savior died my sinful soul is counted free for god the justice satisfied to look on him and pardon me and when i mm-hmm. sing that now even like i'm like oh. now i know i know jesus I know, you know, it says in the Bible that God loved the world so much that he came and he died and he took our sin and he died in our place. And I think I used to hear that and be like, yeah, yeah cool, that's nice. thanks yeah. God. But I didn't really believe that he'd like saved me. Mm. And now I'm like, oh yeah, oh like, oh he has saved my life. Yeah. Like without him, oh yeah, he has like completely, he saved my life and he saved all of our lives. If we, you know, if we believe in God, then He's he saved us from our own sin, but I think now I have this like real life experience mm. of he he p- pulled me out of this dark pit that I never ever ever thought I could get out of. He put my feet on like solid ground, and not only did he just leave me back where I was, but he like has it says you know he he brings 
you into like a noob, like in an mm. even better place. Mm. And it says there's this, um, he like fills your heart with like a new song. And yes. I feel like I've got new, like appreciation for like life and people and him and yeah. Wow. So, and so he re- rebuilt. I love that what you said about the image of that house yeah. being torn down and and like um I remember when I was really struggling um with my mental health and um like really severely depressed at that point and thinking I'm never going to be that person yeah. who I was before all of this and and can I ever get back to that person? And now I look back like over kind of a 10 year span of like a, a mental health journey. I'm like, I'm a different person now, but in the best way, yeah, like God yeah. has rebuilt. And there's, I don't know where the verse is, but it says, um, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. Yeah. And like, I think that is amazing that we can both sit here and say, our lives have been restored yeah. and redeemed and they are better because of what God has done, yeah. you know, and it, it's not because of our own strength and it's not, it's amazing that God puts amazing things in place like yeah. therapy and yeah. stuff, but without him in the picture, yeah. we don't, we both sit here and say, we don't know if we would be here yeah. today, you know, so. Isn't that amazing? Oh yeah. gosh, I'm getting emotional. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And actually that point of like, he doesn't just restore you know, and there's a, like another song, there's a Charity Gale song where she says, um, he brought me from the darkness into glorious light. And mm. it's like, yeah, he didn't just bring you back from, you know, oh, I wish I could be like how I used to be. It's like, mm. no, I'm going to give you even more. Even better. I'm going to make you know? it even, yeah, even, even more than you used to be. And I think that's beautiful, yes. isn't it? And that can only come from God, you know, like, yeah. because I think someone could listen and say oh that's great but like you know was it just because you had nice people around you it's like no it's it's the truth that sets yeah, you free and yeah. it's, it's the truth of knowing what Jesus has done and what our identity is yeah. that sets us free and now every challenge I face or every fear I face what what helps me through that is looking to what God says and what mm. God says over us what God says about the situation mm. and that's what sets me free you yeah. know like without yeah. that I don't know where I would be. And yeah. yeah. And you know, there's that verse where it's like, if you've been forgiven much, mm. you love much. And yes. I think I remember um, my ch- at my church, there's like near my church, there's like a place where um, sort of recovering addicts would go. Mm-hmm. And um, there, it's an amazing organization. And, and there's loads of people who come out of that and, you know, have, have absolutely hit rock bottom mm-hmm. and gone to this sort of Christian organization met Jesus and they've been set free and saved and I remember when I used to like we'd be like worshipping and I would see some of them worship yeah and I'd be like you just love Jesus yeah. so much their like, lives have been changed how do I how do I love Jesus and I think actually when you've been forgiven much mm. like now when I sing you know there's a bit in Amazing Grace where it says, my my chains are gone, yeah. I've been set free. I'm like, yes, I have, yes. I've been set free. And actually that makes you like, it's even though you would never, I, like, yeah, it's not like the, oh, the bad bits are really good, yeah. But, you know, there is a bit of me that's like, wow, I it was horrible. And I'm not saying, oh yeah, like it was like, I'm so glad I went through it because mm-hmm. it was trash. But I don't think I would have realized so much stuff if i if i've not been through that yes. bad stuff and you know it says um it's like even the worst thing we could think of which is someone die like you know mm. gee god's son dying that's yeah. like the worst thing that he could probably possibly ever imagine and it's like and yet even though that was terrible through jesus dying on the cross actually came like the best news of all time mm. and i'm like sometimes it kind of yes. takes a bad thing to 
for like yeah amazing thing to come from that and i, and, I just yeah exactly yeah. and i love what you said that you know it's what the enemy uses for evil god yeah. doesn't cause the suffering no but he will use it to, yeah and i love as well that you spoke about how you know it was miraculous god's healing but it did it, well there was a process yeah. that you had yeah. to go through and there was therapy and there was people around you supporting you because i think that's something i really i'm an advocate for because um I think it's so important for Christians to not feel guilty for ne needing to ask for help oh, yeah. and yeah. needing to go to the doctor, needing to find resources that help you because, and that's been my story too of like, it's miraculous and God has done it all. He's led the way, but he's also used people and used medication yeah. and, you yeah. know, things like yeah. that to help. And Yeah, and actually even that was part of it for me because yeah. again, as a perfectionist, mm -hmm. as soon as I'd, it was like, as soon as I'd got the diagnosis, it was like, okay, finally, I was like, right, fine. I'm going to get better. Go, go. Yeah. Make me better now. Yeah. I need to get better really quick and I need the journey to be like this. And actually learning for it, having to cope with the recovery, yeah. being like up and down and then I'd do something really good and then I'd fail and then I'd go back and, and learning to... It's not, it's not pretty, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's not really pretty. And actually, actually perfection mm. in whatever sense of it isn't... God is the only perfection. Do you know yes. what I mean? And actually, even that was like part of the learning curve. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, and I think as performers, like we can often be perfectionists as well. Oh, and yeah. I, I struggle with that. And in that first year out of drama school, I really struggled with just perfectionism mm. and I was tied up by it. And I found this song, I think her name's Francesca Battistelli or something. Okay. And she sings this song called Free To Be Me. It's a Christian song. And and she, she says, perfection is my enemy in yeah. that. And I was even saying that yesterday because even starting the new podcast mm. and things like that, I can get tied up with, oh gosh, but what if this goes wrong? And then yeah. I'm like, perfection is my enemy. Yeah. This isn't helping here. And yeah. that's not what God says for us. And I think it's amazing for you too that you've had you know you've had a, a wonderful year of working in this wonderful west end show and uh, we have michael balls yeah, you played your father go. right you know so can we get more you know yeah. highs than that but um yeah and also the show you're doing now and that's amazing but it's it's amazing that you're doing that after mm going through this because you can do it from a place now where you're doing this stuff and great and people might you know really applaud you for that which is very deserved but your identity is still isn't in that so mm. whether you're doing that show or whether you're not or you know it's um you can you can be firm in your biggest achievement is knowing Jesus you know nothing yeah. compares to yeah. that which yeah. is you've been through that journey to be able to confidently say that yeah yeah it's really good it's it is amazing when I look back at like how I would have planned it and how God planned it yes. are two very, very different routes. Do you know what I mean? If yes. it was me, I would have like walked straight into my big role. And I just know mm. that actually I probably would have got really arrogant and really like, oh, like it's hard to not let your success become, oh yeah, I am great. Mm. Or the other way, oh yeah, I am rubbish because I've, I missed that audition and I didn't get it. It's so easy. Mm. For, so actually having, yeah, yeah. Having that to just yeah. really teach me. And, and also, again, I think it's taught me that we are all a mess. I mm -hmm. am a mess. I'm not perfect. I think before I sort of had this weird feeling that it was like, yeah, but I'm, God loves me because I am quite good. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. I think now I'm like, oh, God loves me in spite of the fact that I'm an absolute mess. Yes. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that's so much better for people to be able to relate yeah. to too. Because yeah. like sometimes 
Christians might give off the impression that, oh, we're holier than thou. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. no, take away all the pretenses, yeah. all the facades. We need Jesus because we're yeah. a mess. And yeah. Jesus knows we're, we were a mess. And now he sees us, you know, he doesn't see us as a mess though. He sees us as his treasure, yeah. but he knows that we need him. Yeah. So that's what's so beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, I've just loved this conversation oh. so much. I can't <laughs> believe how the time has gone already. I know, I know. But um, it's been such a blessing. Oh. And I just wondered if there's, what would you like to leave our audience with? Oh. What, what is something, food for thought for them? Well, I think, <laughs> last story, yes. and this is like, this is just, again, like just little icing on the cake, really, is I went through all of that. And I remember at that point, someone was like, Anna, is this career worth it? Like mm-hmm. your identity is so wrapped up in it. You're so desperately wanting to get to the West End and these rejections, they're just, they are really harming your mental health. Is Mm -hmm. it worth it? And I just thought, no, I was Mm. like, no, no, it's not. And so I remember writing in my journal, I was like, God, I'm giving up. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to give up because I think I want to do what you want for me. And I think this has been an idol in my life, this like need to be in the West End Mm. or whatever. I'm giving up and I'm handing it over to you and I will do whatever you want for Mm. me. And I think I I literally wrote that in my little diary and I started, you know, building my life, doing other things. Mm. And I was teaching and I loved it and I was doing this and that. And then um, I, got pantomime Mm. in my local town, which was really fun. It was really nice. And I remember being like, oh, do you know what? I do, I I, I love performing. I was like, God, like, I do love it. I love the actual art Mm. of like singing and dancing and acting. And I really believe that you made me and created me to perform. But I know that the industry is not good. So I sort of was like, this is my last gig, you know, Mm -hmm. this panto in my own town. I thought that's lovely, lovely way to end. That's my last gig. And... Then my friend said, look, you know, why don't you, if you don't want to do the West End stuff, why don't you leave your big agent who you're with and maybe go for a smaller agent and do some little, littler stuff? So I thought, okay, maybe that's a good idea. So I rang my agent and I and I decided to leave them. And I signed with um, the agent I'm with now, who I love, they're amazing, they're called Narrow Road. And a year, I remember, I got diagnosed with anorexia. I think it was either... I think it was the 17th of February. And on the 18th of February, a year later, it was my first audition with my new agent. It was for Aspects of Love. It was to play Michael Ball's daughter. And it was a year and a day from getting that diagnosis. And I'd physically recovered. I'd like, I won't go into too much detail, but I'd like ruined my body. And finally, like I'd physically recovered, like I'd got, praise god like i'd got my periods back and everything was great and um a year and a day later i had my first round audition for aspects of love and within a week it was my first audition with that agency and within a week i'd found out that i'd got it and i just think it was like do you know what it was it was like i had to sacrifice i had to say god i don't want to do this anymore if it's not your will Mm. i'm not doing it anymore if it's not your will i don't want to do it i think that was the first time that i'd been like god i actually want to do what your plans are because Mm. my plans are trash all i've got planned for my life is terrible so i want (laughs) to do what you want yeah and he like that was such a god thing i cannot take credit for like 
any of that. It was such a wow. God thing. And it was the timing and everything. And I think it was almost like God being like, well, actually, this thing that was an idol for you, it caused so much stress in your life. It's this and that. I can even restore that. Wow. And I can even give that back to you. And you can use your gifts to like serve me. But now it's not on your terms. It's on my terms. Wow. And I just think, isn't God amazing? Like, isn't God amazing? Like the timing of it, how it happened. Like it was all him. It was nothing that to do with amazing. me. Um, and so that's... Uh, yeah so when I talk about I mean I, when people are asking about aspects of love I don't go into this much detail but that's sort of the backstory of how it happened and actually like now I was so grateful for the job I was so happy I was so lo I loved it it was the best time ever I absolutely love performing but it's not an idol for me anymore mm. and God is God is my number one not being on the west end and so I know if one day he was like, actually, I'm going to take away that career. I'd I'd be gutted, but I would be like, but mm. that's not my identity anymore. So that is amazing. Isn't that, that good? It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And that is so God, oh, you know, yeah, only God. Yeah. And that is, that is the message I think for our listeners is God can turn your ashes into beauty. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's so true. And he's living proof of it. It's amazing. Woo. So good. So, so good. I wish we could talk oh, more. There's so much more Honestly, I could say. Thanks for having but, me. Oh, thank like... you so much for coming on. And oh. yeah, I think we should do a part two even. I maybe. think so. <laughs> Guys, I yeah. think so. If you liked this, then <laughs> ask for part two. I think Adam might be willing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I did say I, I do love chat. I do love a chat. I, me too. It's been, <laughs> this is the first day meeting you in person yeah, as well. It's just been such a huge blessing. So honestly, oh. thank you so, so much. Oh, well, thanks thank for you. having me. And actually, I don't usually do this. I'm putting you on the spot a bit. But I wondered if you'd like to pray for our listeners. Yeah. So just a little prayer to oh, say goodbye. If you'd, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, God, thank you so much for just testimony. I thank you so much that I can look back on my life and I can speak here. We can speak here now and we can both reflect on what you have done god i thank you so much that you have perfect plans for us and actually like we are so much safer in your hands than left to our own devices i thank you that you are a loving father and that you are with us in the valleys and in the low points and in the mountaintops in the good points too god i just pray for anyone listening who is in either of those places, God, that they will know that actually our identity does not lie in our success. It does not lie in how good we are, how well behaved we are, what we've got going on in our lives, who, you know, who we, whether it's relationship status, Lord, our identity is in you. And God, I just pray, um, yeah, that people listening will know that you absolutely do have plans and that you care so much more about our character than our sort of career success um lord so yeah i just pray holy spirit thank you that we couldn't do anything without you and thank you that i learned that lesson and yeah i pray holy spirit just come and be with people now that we will know your love um even more Amen. 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 Thank you so, so much, Hi, Anna. And thank you, everyone, me. for listening. Woo. Sending you lots of hope. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Woo.